Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Two of the Lucky Ones. Dodging bullets since 2003. That's right. I'm Shane, and I'm here with my wife, Chelsea. And tonight, we're going to talk about um, tools that you can use in your marriage to uh, help get through some of the tough times. Um, Like we had talked about in the previous episode, uh, Chelsea and I have been through Uh, We think we've made just about every possible mistake that you can make in a marriage, and uh, we have survived it for 20 years. This is our 20th year, Um, and... um, 20 in April. Yep, 20 in April. So, um, anyway, we we first wanted to uh, bring to everyone's attention some things that has happened to us just recently. We... um, just have been talking about doing a podcast for years and yeah yeah, long time and um we knew that we had a lot to offer and uh but i guess we just weren't really ready um spiritually family wise um a lot of things just didn't really well at that point a while back we weren't even planning about it you know yeah not really and it took and there was a lot going on the last two years have been full of things yeah, we've had a lot on our plate, but and we still do. But um, now we believe it's the time. So uh, anyway, we um, we did our first episode uh, here not too long ago, and we felt like it went pretty good. I mean, it wasn't awesome, but it was good. And um, but as we've moved forward with this, um, we started to notice. And at first we didn't notice. We didn't. We just thought it was, you know, it creeps up on you, and that's the that's what we're going to open up to and get across to tonight. Um, but we didn't realize that slowly things started to happen around us because um, we. And this has happened. This has happened for years, but we are just now um, able to discern it and to know what it is. Right. Um, and uh, but what what happened was the uh, it started with our oldest daughter. She got really sick, and then her her son, our grandson, got really sick. And um, we went and got him to take care of him for her, so she could have some rest. And uh, <clears throat> he, of course, brought the illness here, which is fine. I mean, that's you know he's our grandson. We're going to keep him when he's sick. We don't care. But then after that, uh, Chelsea picked it up and got sick, and um, then the babies got it, and uh, things just started kind of feeling like they were, you know, just kind of falling apart. Um, it was that uh, we had a just kind of a feeling of of um, just frustration in the house, and 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 um, it was well, just, we were all tired. Yeah, we were all tired. We you know, with with her being sick, meant I had to stay up with the kids and. And I didn't get much sleep and then worked. And, you know, I don't know, just everything started to kind of unravel. And um, one of my one of my really good friends who I do a podcast with also, uh, he, he texted me and he said, hey, I just wanted to check on you. I felt like maybe you were dealing with some stuff. And I was like, you know, as a matter of fact, yeah, it's pretty – it's pretty heavy over here right now. And we talked about it and prayed about it. And, and um, um, I, I went to Chelsea because she and I had gotten in a few just little, little, you know, tussles about this and that, just kind of stupid stuff. But it it made things just tense. And, and we didn't feel, when we were supposed to be recording a new podcast, we didn't feel like we wanted to at the moment. And... Um, well, 
here's the deal. We we rarely ever fight. Yeah. We disagree and we like don't always agree on a lot of I mean some things, not a lot, some things. But it was like a knockdown drag out like oh just yeah, it was a fight. I mean, yeah, and, and it's been a very, very long time since we've had. Yeah, we haven't. It's like been that. over a year um, since we've two. had. And when I say when we say knockdown, drag out, we don't mean physical. You know, well, that either. But we weren't like screaming at the top of our lungs. I mean, uh, you know, just, and stuff. It was just a, uh, you know, she was angry with me, and I was angry with her, and we weren't speaking to each other. And yeah. she was in the bedroom, and I was in the living room, and it felt uncomfortable and. We were both sitting there thinking, how are we going to do a podcast on marriage when we're doing, we're feeling like yeah. this, you yeah, know? I and had doubts. I was like, this is, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. Why are we doing this? Why are we even, yeah. And then it dawned on me. It's like the Lord revealed to me because that's, and that's something I want to, I want to, you know, this is the point of, of us telling you this is, is the more, you, the more time you spend with the Lord, the more you read your Bible, the more you pray. Um, he's going to help you discern certain things that are going on in your life and you know in the past i'm not so sure we would have been able to discern this but yeah but it it dawned on me that this is an attack we're we're the, satan does not want us to make this podcast yep. you know um he doesn't want us to help save families out there that are that are um of course we're not going to be saving anything the lord's going to be doing the saving but but us bringing the message to you helps and um and but he, uh, you know, Satan doesn't want that. There's a severe attack on families in this country, and the bedrock of what our society should be. Um, uh, Christ followers, even non-Christ followers, that hopefully wouldn't one day would. Um, that's that the family is the most important thing. And when I say family, I mean husband, wife, kids. You know, man, woman kids yeah uh regardless but let's the, get back to the yeah, point the of point, like yeah the point is we were under attack we were under attack because we i believe fully that this podcast he's wanting to stop it so he doesn't want us to get this information out so um anyway that that was uh something that we've been dealing with and whenever we finally were able to discern what the situation was we were able to look at each other and say you know what this is this is an attack. So we, we stopped at that moment, and we both spent time in prayer uh, over, you know, try, helping us get through it, uh, asking the Lord to uh, guide us out of it. And then the good thing about that, and this is this is the kind of leading into what we wanted to talk about in this, in this part. Yeah, the catalyst to, to bring all this up is that when you, when you get, when you build your spiritual maturity, with with Christ in your life and and in prayer with the Word, you're gonna be able to discern for yourself what situations are going on around you when you're under attack. And see the a family that's not Christ centered that does not is not a um, a Christian you know Bible reading praying family is definitely not going to be able to discern whenever they're under attack. So, um, and that's where marriages fall apart. That is exactly where marriages and fall apart. Distance, so. and yep. um, you know, we <clears throat> by no means, um, and we've said this in the last one, are we, we do not have a perfect marriage, no, but we know what a perfect marriage looks like. It's supposed to be. We've, we've been there, and it's an ebb and flow. So, there's been points in our marriage where we've looked at each other and we're like, this is amazing. 
you know, everything is great. Everything feels right. Um, it does not last forever and it, and it goes in and out and we, you know, especially I think that we put so much on our plates that we do not make it a priority and your marriage to make it work. You have to make it a priority. There have been points in our marriage when we've looked at each other and we're like, you know, um, it's great. This is amazing. We feel great. Everything's going great. And then we start to see things, you know, slide again. And I think that it is extremely important to um, realize when that's happening because um, it's easy not to. It is. It's definitely easy to not see it and to just continue to be angry with each right. other. And well, and get- the fact that we can come to each other and say, you know, I'm sorry. We we recognize this, and Shane did yesterday. I didn't. I wasn't the one that did it, but Shane came to me. He was like, "We're under attack," and when you're already exhausted and you don't feel well, and all these things are happening, sometimes you just don't see it. Yeah. But if one of you can see it, that's what that's important. Yeah, that's, that's very that's, important. That's the important part. Whenever one of you can can tell what's going on, and you can go to the other one and say, "You know what? I think this is, or what I know this is. This is an attack." Well, you and know? then I'm like, "Oh." Yeah, she was. She was like, she started to, because at the time I told her she was really upset. She was, you know, crying and upset, and I had to go and grab her by the shoulders and say, "Honey, I know what's going on. Think about it. This is what's happening." I said, "The devil doesn't want us to make this, and he's doing everything he can to drive us apart." Because we normally, like she said, we normally don't fight like this. We normally don't have these problems, and it was like, oh. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. So, um, yeah, anyway, so, you know, that's what we kind of wanted to lead off with tonight was to, um, you know, let everybody know that that this kind of thing will happen. And um, especially if you choose to, you know, move forward with the Lord in prayer and and in in Mm -hmm. study and um, staying in the scripture and um, trying to um, build your faith um, the more you do that, um, and the closer you get, and even, even, even not in the marriage arena, I'm talking about even in your daily life, you can be attacked constantly because, um, you know, there's, there are, and people, there's so many people that don't see that. Yeah. Um, well, you won't see it if you don't read the scripture. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. If, you don't, if you don't know about it, yeah, but, but we, and, and we're going to go, we're going to do a podcast in and of itself on this, but communication between each other you know we don't fight like we used to fight no no the fighting is even different yeah Yeah. we don't you know um name call we don't Mm -hmm. um use hurtful words profanity yeah we don't cuss at each other we don't it's just um we fight differently than we used to and and i'm so thankful for that because it used to be crazy well and here's the thing and she's right it was but we fight with respect yeah. You have to fight. You can be angry with each other, but you still need to show each other respect. And um, you have to remember that you have to tell yourself that this this fight isn't going to last forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to get through this. Or that's the plan here is to is to give everyone tools that can where they can get through yeah. these fights. And sometimes you have to walk away for even yeah. a day. Yeah, you need or to, two. Yeah, you need to. Well, I wouldn't. 
I mean, we, but we have. We have, but two's. If two was pushing time. it. Two's a long but time. But here, let's lead into this, though, where we are now. It is vital that you do not talk about your spouse, your fights, um, what's going on in your marriage to other people. Yeah. Namely, parents, best friends, kids. Yeah, kids especially. especially. But, yeah. But that's, that's a mistake that we made uh, early in our marriage was when we would get angry with each other we would go and mouth it off to friends especially that's that was a big one and um, parents parents I mean, too we yeah both but, did. yeah we both did and, and yeah the point is that they're not there when you make up right yeah they're not part of the makeup process so they said they don't see it and they're still angry because yeah. what happens when you go to your friends and your family with with arguments and problems with your spouse the, it makes them mad because they're on your side you know, always, I mean, they're, you know, the, the longer they know your spouse over like a 20 year period, then they do kind of get on your spouse's side too. But, but in the beginning, a lot of times your, your friends are going to for sure are going to be on your side. So they're going to, and also another thing, a lot of times, um, friends, especially single friends, when the, Mm -hmm. when the single friend gets married, they don't want that. They they want their single friend back that they can carouse with and run around with. And they, and they, so they're going to kind of, even though they, they won't come out and say they want you to not be married deep down inside, they don't. And so when when you bring to them a problem with your, that you're having with your marriage, they're going to be like, Oh, well, here's my opportunity to get rid of that person and yeah. and uh, you know get my friend back, mm-hmm. and so they're going to really latch onto that more so than so you're not going to get a let's just say you're not going to get a a, a well rounded um, yeah you know, non biased yeah non biased <laughs> advice from your friend or your family especially your friends and and then whenever you do like what Chelsea said a minute ago whenever the makeup process happens and you get back together and you work out your your issues then the friend is still yeah well I don't think you should just forgive her that easy I mean or you know whatever and yeah and then they might you know be in your ear yeah it can be detrimental for about sure about that it can definitely cause more problems and you know this is I know this sounds kind of um obvious you know, yeah, of course, don't tell your friends, but hey, we were dumb enough to do it. And I mean, it just, you know, and I think that there's probably more out there other than just us that have done things like this. So, well, it took us a long time to figure it yeah, out. Like now, now we don't tell anybody about our stuff. We don't talk to anyone about it. Yeah. And um, I learned that the hard way. Uh, so do both of us did. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, you know, if, and I look back on that now, if we had not done those things, if we had not said anything, if we had just done like we do now and we have our, you know, little arguments when they do happen, the rare arguments that come up and not said anything to anyone, I believe that our marriage would have gone a whole lot smoother. Yeah, it would have definitely. You know? um, it wouldn't have been near as hard to make up and get back together and get things squared away as it was. We made it so hard on ourselves. Right. Don't do that. Don't make yeah. it hard on yourself. Um, there's ways around that. So, you know, there's, um, you know, there's. Uh, well, you, you, Christ says you leave and cleave and society, we. Break that down for them. Okay. That's a um, Genesis. Yeah. Um, let me pull it up really fast. Yeah. So in Genesis 2.24, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. 
And she said a minute ago, leave and cleave. And what she's talking about is in the original King James, it does say you will leave, a man will leave his wife and cleave to, or leave his, his leave parents. his parents and yeah. cleave to his wife. So that's where leave and cleave. Everybody always calls it leave and cleave. But anyway, that's what that's what that means. But and that's what you should do. And that's what a lot of people don't do right. is um, when you when you get married, you leave your parents behind and i know cleave's definition is to split or sever something especially along a natural line or grain you're splitting you know you're 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 splitting that relationship with your parents and becoming one with your spouse and you know the biggest problem that i've seen in marriages like this um is you know they say that you know, men men gravitate to their moms and girls gravitate to their dads. I don't know how much truth there is to any of that, but I know I've seen a lot of mothers of sons get really seriously involved with yep. messing up marriages because they don't like this woman who's come into their life and taking, taking, their, their, baby. taking their baby away. And then um, they want to make snide comments or you know snarky this well, and it's that. always a competition yeah, and, and, and there comp- is no competition yeah no there shouldn't ever be a competition your mother is out and your wife is in so that is I mean, you can still respect them but oh, yeah. that comes with boundaries i mean they need they need if you come from a church going biblical background even though sometimes do not understand boundaries within your marriage. Yep. And we are going to do a whole podcast on boundaries because yep. it is vital to surround yourself with boundaries in your marriage, in yourself, with your children, with your in-laws, with yep. your mama, with your daddy. Yep. And I think that's what Christ says. I mean, this is a boundary between them. We've split this. There's no going back. There's right. no going back to the house. There's no going. And oh my gosh, how many times did I move back home? Oh yeah. When I should have stayed and we should have worked things out and no, it is, you know, we thank God we are where we are today because definitely we easily could be sharing children right now yeah. on weekends and, um, but that is not our story. Well, and we do, we see, I see friends that have, that are, are having to do that and people that just, I, I hear, hear about, you know, friends of of our girls, you know, that are having to do that, their friends that have to split. Yeah, with it's very it's rare with our children. It has been very rare. Um, Shane and I, neither one of us come from a divorce background. We come from a long line of history where there was no divorce. Right. And that was so important to us when we um, decided, hey, we're going to make this work no matter what. Yep. I mean, it doesn't matter what happens. We're going to make this work. So because of our decision to do that, our children are not having to do what a lot of their friends are having to do. That's right. And let me tell you what, I mean, and for those of you that are divorced and have gone through things like that, we, we understand. And it's not, sometimes it's not up to you, you know, and, but the important thing is that the kids do not suffer through that. There's always, there's going to be heartache. There's going to be um, things. But if you are divorced, it's kind of like what we said about our fights. 
you should never talk badly about the other. Yeah. Because man, I mean, we hear we hear it. We hear it happening between our children's friends, yeah. families. And, you know, we're so blessed. Uh, not too long ago, we had a huge um, picture done for Will and our grandson. Uh, our, our grandson. And we had um, on Corvin's side, Macy's husband, um, his parents are, are are married as well. And then their parents' parents are still married. So we added it up to not too long ago. And it was either 256 or 265 years of marriage like total. That out of all the families and it is so rare yeah it, it is, is so rare. rare yeah we are we are blessed to have that kind of a background and and you know what that's the, I, I attribute that to part of the reason that we're still together is because we had that influence you know growing up even though some of the influence we got <laughs> later on in our marriage right. wasn't exactly the best sorry folks but you know <laughs> um but they have our our families have been very supportive once we got through all the all the hard times. But um, there were during some of those times it wasn't yeah. always always great. But um, well, and that's another thing I want to talk about. Um, people do not prepare couples that are about to be married on how hard it is. Yeah. That first year is hard. It is. It is hard. Especially when you have a baby on the way. Yes. The second year is hard. I mean, we didn't get through the hard till we were 12 years in, maybe. Oh, maybe, yeah. It was, and we still have had hard since then. I mean, marriage is always a struggle. I mean, it, it, it has a lot of good to it. A lot of good. So don't let me, I'm not trying to say that marriage is always tough. It's not always tough. Matter of fact, I would not want to be single in today's world. Um, you know, sorry to everybody out there that is, but, um, but yeah, I would not want to have to go through what y'all are going through, um, trying to find a husband or a wife in this, in this mess of a world that we have right now. But for those of us that are blessed to be married to someone that we, if, I mean, cause you kind of know, I think those of you listening right now know that there's a chance if, or if or not there, if there's a chance for your marriage, you know, if your wife loves you or doesn't, you know that if your husband loves you or doesn't kind of, I mean, you know, y'all got married and you should know yeah. deep down whether or not they, they love you and care about you. And if they do, then there's an op there. There's definitely a chance for y'all to salvage whatever I mean, you're going through. You can have marriage. an extraordinary marriage. You can, you can, you just have to go about it the right way. And there are, there are tools in the Bible that, can get you through anything. Well, and let's so, talk about let's talk about how many people we've been to counseling with. Oh, yeah. In in those first twelve years, I thought, Lord Jesus, if we can go see every single yeah. <laughs> counselor under the moon, maybe we might can make it work. Well, and you know what's funny? It's the the first probably five or six we went to weren't Christian. Counselors. No, they weren't. One it of is, them was is, a witch. It is vital, y'all. We went and sat. <laughs> and got marriage counseling from a witch. Definitely. We walked out, and I was like, "I, I, I think she cursed us as well. I really do. I think that I she put a curse that. on us." She oh, was yeah. pretty cool. To After us. that, it was just like downhill. It was like the Lord was like, "Stop!" Yeah, she was the first one we went to, and when we yeah. went, we weren't having any problems in our marriage. We just went because it was on my insurance at work, and <laughs> we could do and it. We were like, "Hey, let's go!" And just it was almost like a. Well, we were kind of. I mean. 
We weren't having any problems back then. It really. wasn't horrific, but it no. wasn't the best. I mean, we could have improved. We did. Yeah, we definitely could. And we knew that. And so that's why yeah. we went. But we really weren't having like major marital yeah. problems. I mean, when we went to this counselor, we <laughs> laughed through a bunch of it. Yeah. And, and uh, but we went in this place and she had new age music playing and she had crystals and pyramids everywhere. And it was incense in, like, burning. Oh, and my God. She comes in wearing this outfit that looks like she was straight out of bewitched or something (laughs) i was like what is this we Uh, looked at each other i think we literally laughed i think she walked out of the room or something and i was like oh my word but it was really it was a comfortable atmosphere she had fireplace going and it was in a house it was in a home but it had been turned into a business so it was very homey it it was but yeah it was it was weird it was was very very odd and we laugh at it nowadays but and then we went to some christian counselors that didn't help us i think Mm -mm. i think this is my personal opinion that yes there is a place for counseling definitely but i feel like if you and if you and your spouse are in the word you're learning you're you know praying for each other praying with each other doing Mm -hmm. all these things there's no need for that, because Not you really. have the ultimate. Well, it, there's always a need for gu- guidance. Yeah, there's no, always, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, always a need for absolutely. that because uh, a big reason that we're still married after all these years and through going through the the things we've been through, because the things that Chelsea and I've been through have been really tough. I mean, really tough. And um, most marriages would not have survived what we've been through. Mm-hmm. And um, but the reason we did was because I sought counseling on my own. Um, and I don't mean counseling in a way of like going to a counselor. I mean, I went and found um, mentorship and leadership yeah. and other Christian men that were older than I was. My own father, um, who gave me a lot of good, sound Christian advice um, and uh, other Christian counselors that could that could guide me, you know, through these times. This is what it is to be a man. And it's so important to look to other men of God to find out what you should look like as a man of God. And, um, and if you're not in church, let me like, let me encourage you to find a good church that handles scripture properly that you can count upon to find other Christian mentors Yeah, and, um, that can guide you, you know, especially younger guys out there that are new in their marriage that are having, you know, struggles. They have no idea what's coming. Yep. Find, well, <laughs> don't say that. You're going to scare not, them. No, I'm just playing. But it, she doesn't, it's I'm not, it doesn't have to be like that. No, it doesn't. it doesn't. Have Gosh, to if, if everybody could like take the advice of what people like us have been married 20 years in their first year of marriage, yeah. huh, it would be, yeah. It would be, I mean, I can't imagine anything better. Well, and like it's what Chelsea said a minute ago is that it's probably the single most important thing that you can do is to pray for each other. Um, and I mean daily, pray for each other every single day and um, read the Bible together. There are there are millions of Bible studies out there that you can do. Yep. Um, I would encourage you to make sure that you're um, researching the people that are given the Bible studies, right. um, because there are some out there you don't want yeah. uh, that claim to be Christian that aren't, but we'll get into that at another time. And if you, um, I would really like to get it set up where we can answer questions yeah, to people. Well, well I'm going to, 
I'm going to set up pages and then we'll yeah, do like we'll a set up Facebook and we haven't done that Gmail yet, but, and all but, that. But we'll set all that up where y'all can send us emails and stuff and we can here's help the you deal. In, that, in that area. But what I would like to also put out there when you fight for your marriage and you start to see the product of that marriage and how amazing it is and you obey God's will for your life and your marriage, he rewards you immensely in different areas of your marriage. Oh, yeah. Faithfulness is rewarded. Absolutely. Um, No doubt about that. And I'm not talking about money-wise because that's what the prosperity gospel would have you believe. You're not going to be rewarded financially, but you'll be rewarded in so many other better ways than financially. Um, I do believe that the Lord does reward us financially sometimes, but, but um, what I'm talking about is in your, in your walk with Christ, you will be faithfulness is, is rewarded. And um, your marriage can be strong as steel. Yep. If you rely upon the word. I believe that the Lord rewards you when you walk in obedience in your marriage, in your life, like we said, not monetarily, although that does, that can can happen. happen. Absolutely. But I think that he rewards you um, emotionally and spiritually, physically, your intimacy. Um, I believe that it's absolutely well, in Proverbs eighteen twenty two, he who finds a <clears throat> he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. You have you know? to believe His word. You have to believe it, and you have to live it and be in it. And I guess from there, Shane and I do both um, prefer the ESV. Yeah, um, it's easy to read, and I have I love my Bible. It's a good translation. Yeah, my I've got the women's de, um, women's devotional um, ESV, and I absolutely love it. It's got a lot of great devotionals in it, along with um, lots of good stuff for women. Anyways, well, you want to also when you just to kind of as a side note here, when you go pick a Bible, you want to make sure you try to get one with a concordance in it. Yeah, um, that helps or buy Im- one separately immensely. Whatever. Yeah, you can buy a concordance on its own. Yeah. But having a concordance helps you to look things up. Um, when you're reading, you can flip back to the concordance and kind of see what it means and stuff. And it will, a lot of times will show you what it means in the Greek and the Hebrew and blah, blah, blah. So anyway. Okay. Just to recap and give you a little takeaway. It's extremely important to pray together. It's extremely important to pray for each other. It's extremely important to be in the word together and by yourself. You know, I'm extremely busy. We both are. Yeah. With Cover five up. kids. Cover I mean, <laughs> and a grandbaby. And and we love them so much. But Shane will look at me and be like, have you had your quiet time today? You know, we got to do this and we got to do that. And um, Yeah, to give you an idea of how covered up we are, we're doing this podcast at 1145 <laughs> at night. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, life is, life is a lot right now. It's great, though. It is good. It's a very full. Our lives are very full. Yes, we have very, very full lives. We and have, I, when I say full, I don't mean full of stuff to do. <laughs> I mean our lives are very full of love, and and um, you know, I think there are a few little areas here and there that are um 
are things we would love to see change that are different. Um, there's a, there's a, there's always going to be those things, Yeah. but, um, it's something I wanted to mention earlier that I didn't get to. Um, as part of our notes is, um, you know, moving forward in your marriage. Uh, and when I say moving forward, I mean, keeping it together is a decision that needs mm-hmm. to be made. Um, you need to look at each other and, and say, um, husbands, this really, in my opinion, kind of falls on you to look at your wife and say, listen, honey, I'm, we're going to make this work no matter what has happened. And I do mean no matter what has happened. And when you make that decision and you tell her, I, I, I said for better, for worse, and I, I made that, that covenant with you before the Lord, and I'm going to make this work. And I want, I love you and I want to make it work. And then at that point, you got to crack a Bible and you got to make it work. You have to literally forgive. You have to understand. You have to pray for, love your wife. It is a, like I think you said at one point, Chelsea said at one point during our, I think it was our original episode that we did where you said that it's a, it's a, you know, it's a it's a choice. Love is a is a decision. It's an action word. It's something. It's not something that that falls on you out of a Harlequin novel or whatever. Yeah. It's it's not like it's, the movies. Yeah, it's not the not like the movies. It's a decision that you have to make. I'm gonna love you, and here's what I'm gonna do. You know, to make that. You know, make it a. And every marriage know, is different, and there's gonna be. Yeah. But you have to um, make time for each other. Especially we've gotten the last two years have been hard for us to do that. We've had two babies, you know, when we have children from newborn to 18, you know, and one was pregnant, getting married, one had broken leg. I mean, it was just one thing after another. And we were like, gosh, it's, and I believe a lot, a lot of that was an attack. Oh yeah, for sure. The devil's always trying to to beat you down. Oh yeah. Um, What he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour and y'all he knows the word and he does know the word and knows it well you have to be careful you do have to be careful there's if if it's almost good that people cannot see truly see what they're up against yeah out there i mean if you could no if you know if you could visualize it yeah you would fall over dead it is extremely evil and it is extremely powerful and the only way to get fully get through it and yeah. find that narrow narrow gate is to a relationship is having a relationship yep. with Jesus Christ and for your spouse to also have a relationship with Jesus Christ and for you both to become devoted to one another in scripture and stay that way. And, well, um, I mean, this is and he's saying exactly what we've been taught and what we see in the Bible. Um, you know, we are getting close. I mean, this, it's, we, if you look around at what's going on, we are, we are near the end of time. I think so too. And there comes a point where you have to like make a decision. Like I'm not going to live in this gray area anymore, anymore. You know, we're not going to have one foot in one foot out. We're not, we're not doing this anymore. We're going to do this as a couple and we're going to trudge through no matter how hard it is, no matter how many, how many weeks go by without a date, how many, you know, it, it, whatever you've got to do, you just do it and you do it for your children. They are going to mimic what they see. If they are in a house of 
fighting, you know, you're drunk, you're high, wh- whatever you are, they're going to mimic that. We are loud. We've always been loud. Yep. And we're just loud. It is chaotic here sometimes. But this house is full of so much love, it's not even funny. And those our girls know what a healthy husband looks like. They know what the mom's role is. Now, do we have issues with our kids? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're having issues recently. Yeah, the disrespect is on another level a lot of the time. But it's so important to lay that foundation of your marriage. You are a, you are a unified front. You know, they see, my kids see Shane in the bedroom, in his Bible, in prayer. You know, they they know what it is to be a healthy Christian father. Thank you. And that is vital. It is vital. It is vital. Could you imagine growing up in times like this? I just couldn't imagine Mm-mm. it. And imagine our children growing up in are times a, like this without the Lord in your life. Yeah. Our children are under attack, y'all, daily, hourly, by the minute. Yeah. Keep them off of, off of Instagram and off of YouTube. And, and that's good advice for I us, too. Yeah. We have good kids. Yeah. We have, but they still make mistakes and they still mm-hmm. have attitudes and they still, you know. No, we're all sinners. But it, that it wasn't always that way. We had, to, we had to work for it. Yeah. They, yeah. They've seen it all. They've seen it all. They've seen it when we weren't that. Yeah. You know, it's been a long time, but yeah. uh, they have seen it in the and past. They know it, and yeah. I feel I feel sick about it still. And I mean, I've asked for forgiveness for that from yeah. both the Lord and from my children yeah. to forgive me for those times. And they have. And they will. Your kids will. If you've gone through the same situation that we're in where you've been married a while, and but you you've made a lot of you've had a lot of sin in your past life or in the past, in the past, in the past life, in your past life, in the past. Um, they'll forgive you. Your kids yeah. love you and they, they'll forgive you. Well, Just go to them and tell them, Hey, I'm really sorry right, for the way I've been, the, but I'm going to make these changes right. and then do it. Repent to them. That's the thing. They can, they can see all these things and, and that cliche that kids are resilient. Yes, they are. Kids are resilient. I'm so sorry, Morgan, that I lost my temper on you. Do you forgive me? Maddie, I'm sorry I looked at you that way. Or sorry I did this. I mean, it is important for them to see that from you. And I feel like that it's almost the most important thing. Do, do you forgive me? You know, um, they are under attack. And it this needs to be their safe place. Your home should be a safe place. And it starts within your marriage. That's right. There's nothing worse than thinking about your kids being out there in the world and in a not safe place to come home to another not safe place. You don't want that. So make your home a safe place. And I'm going to go back to a minute ago what you said about the gray area, about being in a gray area. Um, She's so right about that, that um, so many people, and I'm not being judgmental here to know my place, but I definitely want to bring this up to you and let you know that um, this is so important that there, there's a huge group out there in the world that um, goes to church on Sunday, and then that's the only thing they do. They go to church, and then they... Bench warmers. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. And they they don't live their life as Christians the rest of the week, just on Sunday, and then they're back to their normal behavior. Come they got Mon- their fill. Come Monday morning, that's right. And um, 
There's we've a, been there. Yeah, we have. We've done that ourselves. Yeah. And we've even not gone to church at all for like long stretches. Yeah, and, uh, I think that we was, went a year. Yeah, it was a long, I don't know, was, was it that long? Yeah, it was a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. it may have been. Um, but here's the thing about, about gray, about being gray or being lukewarm. Revelation 3, 15. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So mm-hmm. because you are lu- lukewarm... And neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Yep. Revelation. Revelation. Yeah. Revelation it's, what? It's actually Revelation uh, three, fifteen. Okay, I'm gonna reread that. Okay, is where it starts. Did, what'd you What'd you read it from? That didn't sound ES, like mine. ESV. Okay, let me reread it. Okay, you reread it. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm, pew warmer is what it's meaning. A what? A pew warmer. Oh, a pew warmer. I was like, (laughs) what are you talking about? So because you are a pew warmer and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Yeah. Well, that one part, I think the reason you wanted to reread it is where I said, would that you you were either hot, either cold or hot. You said it as a question kind of, but it's actually, if you look at it, it's an exclamation point. Okay, let me look. And he's saying, would that you were either cold or hot? But would that you were either cold or hot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, yes. Yeah, you're okay. Not. So, would that you were either cold or hot if you were at least one or the other? Right. But you're not. You're yeah. lukewarm. You're, you're in there, you're, but yeah, you're, you're not. Like, you're like spit. You're like just bleh. Mm. And so, I don't want you in my mouth. I'm going to spit you out. And w- you know what? If you think about what that means, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. He means you're going to hell. Yeah. So, um, being cast into outer darkness where there's wailing and gnashing of teeth. You know, that scares me to death. I know. Outer darkness. I don't even like the sound of that. I, I don't want to ever be in outer darkness. I can't even walk outside and not you by know, myself. And I hear, you know, I, this is something I bring up in the other podcast. Uh, I've talked about it a little bit is um, the atheists that are out there in the world right now. Because I, I, I do kind of study atheism a little bit and listen to atheists. Sam Harris is one of the big ones. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a nasty atheist. And, um, but they they basically believe that there there's nothing when you die there's nothing it's over it's like when you turn a TV off click and it's over that's a bleak existence to, yeah. if you think about it I mean so our lives mean nothing there's nothing out there for us God isn't real they think that they really think that then why should we live what's a life the, of being nice why yeah, not just what's the be- point yeah. And that's what it gets down to is morality. They yeah. do believe, atheists believe they're more moral than we are. And it's crazy to hear them talk sometimes. You should listen yeah. to Well, listen to them, I'll but, let you do that. You know how I get on that. Yeah. It, um, um, but there, it's it's really it's really sad. It really it, is. it really makes me sad. Well, it, and what's even sadder? That's right, right? More sad. More I guess. sad? Sadder? <laughs> I don't know. Sadder. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There are children that have become that. Yeah. I do want to talk about this. Um, Ecclesiastes 4 9. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help them up. I don't know how many times in our marriage that we have gone back and forth on this. You know, like I'll be in a good place spiritually and maybe you're not so much. And we're like ping pong it back and forth. And it's been a while since we've ping ponged back and forth, but, um, that verse is just like, you know, that that's how marriage is. 
there's times where, you know, Shane has to be like, you know what? It's okay. This is, you know, I couldn't imagine being single, you know, and not having that person. Yeah. You're my person. You're mine. I mean, we have become. Well, it's like, here's an example of that. Here's a good example of that. The other day I came home from work and it had been just a really tough day. I mean, right now at what I do, uh, I'm out in the sun a lot. Mm-hmm. and um, He's tanner than I am this year. Know, I'm not normally in the sun at work, but for, for the way things are going right now, I'm in the sun a lot. And it's been a, a especially hot summer. It's an excruciating. It, it's, and, it's been... You, and you you do physical labor when you're doing it and when you're in the sun. Yeah. And yeah, I do. Let me and, um, throw that out there. And um, I had come home after an especially difficult long day. And I, Chelsea knew when I walked in the door. She knew from just the way the look on my face and the, my disheveled clothes and my hair sticking up everywhere and sweat. You know, everything I was wearing was wet, you know, and I just had had a really, and she talked to me on the phone a few times throughout the day and knew that I was, you know, it was just a hard day. It was a tough day to get through. And um, when I walked in the door, she knew that. And even though she had been covered up with babies all day long and covered up with kids and dealing with the frustration of, you know, keeping the house in order and, you know, she likes for the house to be clean when I come home. I've told her it doesn't matter, but she still works really hard to get the house looking good and keep it in order. And I come home and even though she had done all that stuff for the day, you know, she, she took care of me. You know, I, I came home and she, she comes in and hangs out with me while I'm, you know, getting stripped down and getting in the shower and talks to me and spends time with me and brings me a drink and, you know, just, um, a non-alcoholic drink, Yeah. <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Um, I don't, no, yeah, I don't drink. Neither one of us uh, Neither one of us drink. But um, we covered that in the first episode. Yeah, but, um, <clears throat> but you know, she, drink, she brings me something to drink. and and uh, Normally get, ibuprofen in my hand. Yeah, and ibuprofen, <laughs> definitely. And, um, you know, and then when I get out, you know, she lets me just go chill and watch TV and kind of, you know, just keeps the kids off me, you know, for a little while and stuff and just understands that I just need a few minutes to cool off and kind of get my head on straight and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, but that right there is, in my opinion, is what love is. I mean, knowing your, what your spouse needs and not having to wait until your spouse has to ask you for it, but for you to step in and, and take care of your spouse's needs. Cause if you think about it, you know what your spouse needs. And for you to not and act like you don't know is a lie, and you know that. So, guys, girls, whichever, whoever feels the need to hear this right now, you both do. But, <laughs> you know, take care of your spouse. You know, yeah. when, when your spouse comes in and they're tired and, or whatever, you know your wife's had a difficult day or whatever, take that into account. You know, if you can tell they don't feel good but you feel okay, step in and take off some of the burden from yeah. them don't expect them to handle it all oh, you know we used to keep points yeah, sort of and it was horrible and now it's just like well i do this yeah well, I do well that. you do this yeah, and it, yeah. you know we don't we don't do stuff like that anymore no, we it's don't nothing, have the energy there's nothing good <laughs> yeah nothing good comes from that no. and uh the whole tit for tat thing in a marriage just is the, one of the worst things you can do it erodes your your marriage it erodes yeah. your your good humor towards your spouse it erodes that don't 
tit for tat, like your like your um, like your wife is your sibling or something, because that's what siblings do to each yep. other. That's what our and, daughters do. Yeah, they do that all the time. Well, why can't you ask her? I did it last time. You know, don't do that with your wife. If you see that she needs something, just handle it. Be a man. Take care of it. You know. Um, you know, I know that I've been. This has been kind of floating around in my head since we started talking about all this and started this podcast. That um, if the friends of ours yeah. from back in the back in the old days that saw us at our worst could hear us saying this stuff now, they'd be like, "Who are they?" Yeah, to talk about this stuff. I mean, they'd be like, "They were like the worst back." I'm back telling in, you, the though, when you we, when you ask for. I keep saying fur. I don't know. I'm so tired. (laughs) When you ask for the Lord to take control of your marriage and your life, big changes happen. Yeah. But it can't just be a one-time thing where you say, Lord, take control of my life. And then you just don't do anything after that. so true. He's not going to do it then. You know, I truly believe, and it doesn't matter what I believe, this is a fact. Um, If you're not a Christian, if you have not given your heart to Christ, if you have not, you know, Ask Jesus to come into your heart. It doesn't matter what you pray because your prayers aren't getting any higher than the ceiling. He's not hearing you if you're not one of his sheep. Jesus says that his sheep hear his voice, and you have to be one of his sheep. So in order to be one... And and hold on. People hear a lot of voices that are not... That's from true too. The Lord, and yep. you have to be able to discern that. That's right, you because do. they will come as light, as good, as oh, you know, making you feel. I'm telling you, do not go off of the first thing that you hear that you think you heard from the Lord. That's right, because it's it's more than likely not well, that. In my opinion, I know that I've had this back and forth with some good friends of mine that, and I believe the Lord speaks to us through scripture. I don't believe we hear a voice in our head. That's going to say, uh, Shane, uh, you need to get gas before you, you know, I mean, you're not going to, that's to me, in my opinion, I don't think the Lord talks to us that way. Well, but the Holy spirit does the Holy spirit. The Holy spirit can lead you, but I don't believe you're going to hear a voice in your head that says, Shane, you need to do this, you know, or whatever. I just don't believe that happens. I believe that you're, that any any speaking that's being done is being done through the scripture. So uh, that's why it's so important that you read your Bible. Yeah, you've got to read your Bible because that's how you hear God talk to you. Um, and hold on, let's talk about going into the Bible. Also, um, you don't just need to stay in a few books of the Bible. The whole Bible was given to us. That's right for a reason, old and new. And there are some there are some things that have been taken out of it that you need to read. Yeah. I mean, it's not just Enoch. Gen- yeah, it's not Genesis through the Revelation that you need to read. Yeah, there's other books. There, there's other books that were that were not a part of this Holy Bible that you need to be reading. So, um, don't just stay in the New Testament. We need to be reading. Well, and if you read through all of it, yeah, if you look at it also, you'll find that that. Um, the New Testament complements the. I mean, the Old Testament complements the New Testament, yep. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. There are so many situations oh, in there yeah. where, where, um, you know, Jesus is being foreshadowed uh, in the Old Testament. There'd be a a story that comes up in the Old Testament. I, you know, like I know that bunch. 
Yeah. And they're the foreshadows the coming of right. Jesus. So, yeah. uh, and it's very important that you read. I could give you what they are right now, but I'm just, I'm not going to, but um, yeah. we'll do that another day. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, a lot of that is very important that you read it. Um, so, but anyway, I say we wrap it up for the evening. Yeah. We've, uh, we appreciate if you've made it to this point. Yes. We are just um, ecstatic about that. Yeah, we're very, very thankful. So we hope that you're enjoying this, and we are going to open up communication uh, to us um, through At some point, yeah, uh, yeah through um, email and uh, maybe some other some Facebook and things like that. So you can ask questions, and we're going to do our best to answer them. And, so our, um, yeah, our our next podcast will probably go into a little bit more of our history. And then do something the next, you know, we're going to try to be pretty consistent on delivering this because our story is only a story that the Lord could have written. Oh, yeah. And it is amazing. It is fulfilling and... It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's difficult. You know, hard doesn't always equal bad. No. I think a lot of times people are like, but we've had... I mean, it's been the ups and downs. We have had the lowest of lows and the highest of highs. Well, and it's here. Think about it this way. You said hard is not always bad. Um, I always think about the the story of the little girl in the garden. She's out walking through the garden, and she sees a, a, a chrysalis with a, a new butterfly trying to come out, squeezing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. squeezing its way out of its, out of its chrysalis or its cocoon. cocoon I guess it yeah. becomes a cocoon. But the butterfly is squeezing its way out and it's pushing and pushing and she's like seeing it struggle and she's like, oh my gosh, well, let me, I can just help this. And she reaches over and she tears the cocoon open to help the butterfly come out of the cocoon. And guess what? The butterfly can't fly because when the butterfly is pushing its way out of the cocoon, it's pushing all the liquid out of its wings so they'll be light and they can open up and it can fly. But since it didn't have the struggle of getting out of the cocoon, its its wings are full of liquid and it can't fly. It just falls to the ground. Yeah. And it never will fly because it didn't get the liquid out of its wings. And so the struggle is what will allow you to fly someday. So yep. you've got to go That's through right. the hard times and the struggle yep. to um, to be able to come out on the other side um, I, think, I know it sounds cheesy, but no, you know, that's as, that's very good. As a butterfly, <laughs> as a butterfly. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me let me just add here before we go. Um, when we found out our daughter was pregnant, I, you know, we I, I didn't know how to feel. I think we handled it pretty well. Actually. I think we did it amazing, but there were times where it was just Shane and I, and I was I would fall to pieces. Yeah, and I was like, I never wanted that. Yeah, and 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 the the fact that we had, and we'll we're gonna get on in all this, but we had, you know, sat down with her and like, you know, um, we told her you don't want this too early in your life, right? And now though, every bit of that hard, every bit of watching her have to grow up like that, every bit of my sleepless nights, every bit of my tears, every bit of my throwing a fit, Lord, why us? Yeah. Um, why us now? You know, every that year was just one thing after another, after another, after another. And I was like, I can't even keep up with this. And I would not change one minute of what we went through for to to have what we have now, to watch our daughter in a thriving marriage, doing amazing, an amazing mother, and our precious, amazing little boy. 
Yeah. Well, and on top of that, and not to, I hope nobody thinks that we're trying to pat ourselves on the back oh, during this yeah. thing because we're definitely not doing. Don't that. ever think that. Please, we, yeah, we don't. Not at all. Um, so please don't. Yeah, please don't ever feel that way. No, we're not. But um, but anyway, but but I do. I do believe, believe we did. I do believe that. Well, and I do believe that because people who have been through that actually contacted me and, and they were like, gosh, I wish I would have had that. You know? What, the peace? Huh? <laughs> the peace? No, the, the loving parents that didn't send them off for so, force. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, it, it was hard. It well, was very, very, but our marriage after that, I mean, right through all that, if we would not have had the foundation that we had before 2020, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, we would, I'm sure we would still be married, married, but we would not have had the closeness that we had to have through that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we yeah. probably would have fallen apart. Yeah, we did. We did. But bo- thank God we, we had that other, foundation. Yeah. Through yeah. that situation. But, and you know, the thing about it, to say something about our daughter and her relationship with the Lord now is incredible. Oh also, she, she she checked me not too long ago. Yeah, I, mean, I was she, like, "Wow." Yeah, okay. they. Go yeah, me. she's. Yeah, she checks us, and um, but you know, she is a she is a godly woman. She has grown into a godly woman. Um, and she's the most amazing wife and mother. She really there is. Ever could she's, be. She's good at handling hard situations. She's she's but but the greatest thing about it is though is that she is in the word. She reads her Bible and she prays and she and she. You know, she's part of a good life group. She's, you know, yeah. she's taking care of what she needs to take care of in her world and with no help and from never us. So, back. yeah. So, I mean, once I think, I mean, I don't mean no help from us. She gets lots oh, of help she from gets us. Lots but, of help. But yeah, I was she, like, what? No help from us? But not, not in that way. Right, like, right. We've, we've turned her loose spiritually right. and she's blossomed and, and taken off on yeah. her own. And our middle daughter is the same way. She's, yes, she takes off on her way. own. She goes and does Bible studies privately with people and friends today, of hers and stuff. Actually. She did one today. Yeah. Everyone, and, every um, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, I mean, our youngest goes to church with us and, and she's learning and, and she's very, very open and wanting to learn and, yeah. and all that. And so I'm really pleased with where our family has become, has come to. But the, the, the point and the point, the reason I'm saying all this and the point was because it wasn't always like that. And we've gone through things where, believe me, this marriage, this whole situation could have taken a, a turn towards terrible town. I mean, it could have been really, really <laughs> bad. Did, yeah. You know, and if we had not, you know, consciously made the decision, yeah, made a to decision make to make it work and say, no, 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 no. We're going to do this right. And we're going to stop with the direction this marriage is headed in. And we're going right. to, we're going to go back this way and we're going to get our Bibles out and we're, we're going to get serious. And we're going to love and, and we're, we're going to, yep, yeah. we're going to forgive and we're going to love. That's another thing we've done in the past few years that I'm just so thankful of. We don't bring up anything from the past no, oh my gosh when you we were younger that. yeah that once you are forgiven for that it's just like with the lord once you ask for forgiveness that is wiped clean if you truly are repentant and go in the opposite direction that's right and it never should go be back the same to it. in your marriage that's right and i used to bring up stuff oh my gosh we both did we really both did. it was sick but we don't do that anymore. No, like you okay, got to you stop. Me, if you're doing on. it, yeah. If you're doing it, you've if got you to stop. If you do that, you have too much time on your hands. Really, you really do. 
Like you I don't, really do. That's a good point. You really do yeah. have too much time. Or on you your don't hands. like, or you don't have enough in in your brain to make you like. Or you just don't love your spouse enough. Or you and just you, don't. And yeah. you need to. You need to step up and say, you know what. I'm going to love my spouse. Yeah. I'm going to stop doing this and I'm going to love my spouse and treat my spouse like she or he deserves to be treated. Right. And or um, even when they don't deserve it. Or Yeah. Even when they don't deserve it. So, um, but it's important that your spouse reciprocate that love too. So, so anyway, but we'll get into all yeah, that. Here's and, let's close with this. Um, I think that what we have figured out since, uh, since we have had our, the babies in our home, mm-hmm. We look at everything as doing it for the Lord. Um, you know, we we have these babies. We love them. That we love them like they're our own, and we are doing it. There, are so many times we've had to look at each other and go, "Lord, we're doing this for you," because it's yeah. been hard. Well, it's a path He set our feet up on this path. So that's right. But um, you have to look at everything in life like that. Yeah. I mean, everything you do. Um, being a stay-at-home mom can be so monotonous and uh, nobody helps me. And I do say that a lot. She does. But then the Lord's like, whoa, this is your position in the home, you know, not to nag and to do it for me. Yeah. And believe me, I don't have a, a 50s husband mentality of, you know, you go no, make yeah, me a no, sandwich, no. woman. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't expect my dinner to be on the table warm when I get home. And he gives me so much grace. You know, although I do try to do, she I mean, does. She I really. Do. It's like I said a minute ago. She meets me sometimes. It's she can't do it all the time, but a lot of times she understands when I get home from work. I'm, you know, I've had a rough time, and and uh, you know, I need to have that moment. Well, you know, and when you're whatever. emotionally and spiritually lined up, yep. and when you, you are evenly yoked, 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 yep, I, I can read your mind. I can oh, tell yeah. by your body language. I can tell by looking at you. I mean, we can finish each, finish each other's sentences. We know each other. She knows when I'm in pain. I know when he's hurting. He knows when I'm hurting. He knows if someone upset me. I know when so, if someone upset him. Um, and we've it's amazing. It is. And you can have that. Yeah. You really can. Anybody can. Yeah. If we can get through what we've been through to you now be where it. we are today, anyone, anyone can. can. Yeah. Any marriage can survive. Yeah. I guarantee you right now that if you lined up every single person that's close to us in our lives, every single one that has been and that it, that still is, mm-hmm. and ask them, hey- 10 years ago, did you think Shane and Chelsea would still be married? I guarantee you, yeah. guarantee, I would bet my next four paychecks, every single one of them would say, absolutely not. Yep. Every single one of them. Yep. But they'd be wrong. Yep. So. And we're anyway. so thankful. We, 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 we give all praise and glory to the Lord because absolutely. he's the one that did this for That's us. That's 100% and, true. Um, anyways, we're thankful. If you have made it again to this point, we are we are grateful for you. We're thankful for you, and yep. we hope that. And we're going to have another one for you. Yeah, well, as soon as possible. We haven't we're, we're we haven't decided on, these on the dates and all everything, but we do have a lot to talk about. So yeah, so we're gonna. We hope y'all have a great evening or no, nope, a great week, week whatever week, <laughs> and we'll talk to you soon. You might be listening to this a year from now. Who knows? That's true. <laughs> so just a great life, whatever. <laughs> but all right, I'll close this out in prayer. Yeah, sure. Okay. Lord God, thank you for this this time that we've had to 
talk about you and um, share our story with those out there that need to hear it. Father God, we ask that you bless those that are listening and that need you right now. Lord, we ask that you work in their lives and touch their hearts and to help them to see you for the powerful king that you are and that they realize that through prayer and through study in your word that they will be able to survive the situations that they're in, that their marriage will be able to thrive and be a loving, caring relationship that they want it to be. And Lord, we know that we get that through you, only through you. And Lord, we thank you so much for all that you've done for us. We thank you for the gift of your son and his death on the cross. Lord, be with us as we go forth this week and go about our jobs and our lives. And we ask that you watch over us and take care of us and help us through any situations that may arise. Lord, thank you and we love you. And we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. See you next time. See you next time.